Welcome to the Gin Ignite podcast. Whether you want to party or stay in, gin will ignite. This is the weekly show coming to you on a Friday, ready for the weekend, where we go through all things gin. If you want to find more out more information, catch me on Instagram at Gin Ignite or alternatively go to the website www.ginignite.com. Welcome to the show and let's get on with it. Hello and welcome to episode seven. I'm delighted on this episode to be joined by Nikki Mendez and she's going to discuss her new brand, The Only Way Is Gin. Pubs and restaurants have opened up in the UK this week, so I'd encourage you to support them as much as you can. If, however, you feel as though you still want to stay home, then that's totally fine too. Just drink gin and support those local distilleries and distilleries all around the world. Just by drinking gin, we're supporting the industry, so that's fantastic. But obviously what I would say is please drink responsibly. My weekly recommendation this week is Abba Falls. Nestled in the village of Abergavenrin, and I apologise in advance to the Abba Falls distillery if I've pronounced that wrong. Obviously, if you want to come on the show and correct me, then you are more than welcome to. Please get in touch. The nose of the gin is really like any other London dry gin. And I would say it's not quite as smooth. It's certainly smoother than sort of something like Gordon's, for example. But it's not quite as smooth as sort of a Martin Miller or a pit wheel classic dry that I discussed in the last episode. But it is a lovely London dry gin. And it's sort of got a little bit of, of spice and which almost kind of gives the sort of hint of the botanicals. It's great with sort of most tonics, including sort of elderflower. And I would probably serve it with a Mediterranean fever tree. But you know me by now. I do love that tonic. Well, I'm very excited to get to this bit of the show because today on the Gin Ignite podcast, we're joined by Nikki Mendez from The Only Way is Gin. I was alerted to Nikki because she'd done various posts on cocktails on Instagram, but also, and more exciting to perhaps to me, she documented her journey being a ginpreneur. She really has created a lot of excitement, particularly on Instagram, and it's very different from her corporate job as a Tesco HR business partner and program manager that she did for 20 years. Now she's a ginpreneur just weeks away from launching her own signature gin, which is soon to be followed by a bar and gin school. Hello, Nikki. And how did you go from a corporate job in HR to becoming a ginpreneur? Well, hi, Ben. Um, yeah, that's an interesting question to start with. Yeah, a bit of a change of career. Absolutely. Um, so I, yeah, had worked for Tesco for many years and uh, loved it, actually. thought I actually would stay there until I retired. Um, and there was just this thing that was niggling me that said, am I going to do that? Am I really, am I going to stay there or am I going to go and explore something different? And I chose to go and yeah, explore something different. When I left, I thought something different would be go and work probably in another corporate job or go work in London or do something um, different. I never imagined that it would be go and set up a distillery and uh, do what I'm doing now. Um, so I left, took a bit of time to think about what I was going to do and ended up, um, I ended up helping 
an acquaintance of mine um, get her gins. She was producing some gins where I live and I ended up helping her get these gins ready for launch. So me with my kind of business head on, I suppose. Wow. She had produced these gins, didn't know kind of how to get them ready for launch. And and I did all of that business plan, etc. And I just got really engrossed in the spirits business, loved it, made loads of contacts. Got 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 and involved in the spirit of it, yeah. Sorry. I love a bit of a pun. Got involved in the spirit of it, yes. Got involved in the spirit of it. Yeah. And yeah, I just made loads of contacts, really loved it and discovered that there was more to life than retail and thought, well, I'm going to do this then, <laughs> um, like you do. And um, then thought, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to distill my own spirit, which I didn't have a clue how to do at that time went on a distilling course and it was as if it was actually as if fate was it was all kind of meant to be I suppose um I looked up who I should go and train with to do this and Jamie Baxter is one of the leading people in the country if if not the leading person actually to go and train with to become a distiller and he's normally booked up six months in advance for these things and it just so happened I put myself on a waiting list and they phoned me and said, we've had a cancellation. Do you want to come next week? So I just went along and it was a five-day course. I went along with an open mind. By day three, I had registered my business, The Only Way is Gin, all of the social media domain names. And by Thursday, I had verbally engaged Jamie to come work with me and open up the distillery in the gin school wow. so I kind of made up my mind and once I've decided so I'm going to do something I don't mess about <laughs> so that's that's kind of how I went from being an HR manager and uh, yeah program manager in Tesco to becoming a distiller <laughs> that, that's absolutely amazing I, I must say I, I would love to uh to get Jamie on at some point because I know you've said sort of on some of your lives how fascinating he is yeah oh absolutely yeah so you really you really should maybe yes. I'll I'll, uh, I'll try and see what I can do about that um, yes, and talk, talking about lives obviously um, I was engrossed in your live last night um, it was absolutely fascinating sort of seeing you with your 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 excitement with and and you're you a bit emotional um, with the the two gin bottles yeah, so, yeah. Um, what can we expect from your signature gin? Yes. So last night I did. Last night my live was me trying the signature gin that Jamie and I worked on about a week ago. Um, it was our. It was actually our first and second attempt at putting the the gin recipe together. So kind of making it into a gin all of my um hopes and dreams and plans and research for the last six months um actually making it into a gin and um jamie being the genius that he is i i kind of downloaded my brain onto him and he turned it into a gin 
and the I, I revealed this gin last night. We made it a week ago. I let it settle for a week, and then I went live and tasted it last night live. And it's 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 pretty perfect, I have to say. Uh, the man is a genius. Um, so we can expect from that gin to be a London dry gin, um, to be a citrusy gin. Oh, um, interesting. Sorry, I said interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 going to be so. It's a non-complex gin. It's the type of gin that would it's it's going to be perfect for a G and T. It's it's not um, it's not it's going not not got a, a flavour that overly dominates. Um, there are some botanicals in there that I didn't give away last night. I know you were listening in on the live, and there's. There's a couple of botanicals in there that I won't <laughs> won't reveal just yet, um, and the reason being is the genes that the genes that I produce are all having botanicals or a link back to Essex. Oh, okay. So with the name, the only way is gin. Oh, the I want them to have i wanted them to have a name that says really proudly these gins come from essex and we are really proud that they come from essex and i think that name does it i think that name says absolutely hey look we're, we're proud of where we come from and then i want people to be um always pleasantly surprised um that that they're uh that they're good gins i hope i hope people find that they're they're Good quality gins and each of the gins that I produce will have a link back to Essex so within the signature gin there is a botanical that has a really special meaning to Essex okay and that's the botanical or one of the botanicals that I, I wouldn't reveal last night and I had to be really careful because it's like on the tip of my tongue but I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying it we, we were all um, desperate I saw a lot of the comments there they were all desperate for you to reveal it <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely they're, they're even so trying that, to get you to you know you were saying that you might have to add one more botanical just to give a bit of a bit of a better nose to the gin and i think yes. everybody was trying trying to get you to say that one as well but you were determined not to so you did very well yeah i know i know so there's there's the there's the essex botanical that i i don't want to reveal and there's this other there's this other one that will give the, the gin a really special aroma so it's a botanical that isn't used in many gins and that has a that's a really that has a really special significance to me actually oh fabulous so that will that will really mean something to me and that i need to see whether that's going to work first before i harp on too much about that and that will be, that'll be an addition that i go back to work on with jamie and then each of the other each of the other gins will equally have a botanical or probably more botanicals that link back to the county so that we can really celebrate the county that the gins come from that's a fantastic um sort of way forward i think with with a particular brand i think it's really nice when you can celebrate something that you know is is you know obviously very meaningful to you but also meaningful to a whole area so that's fantastic yeah and when yeah. when when obviously you've got some more sort of minor refinements to make but when do you think it's going to be production ready i'm 
so I'm hoping in six weeks time Ooh, we are we have we already have a minor setback so so this year is 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 kind of all um this year's like stepping in stepping through the unknown isn't it with the pandemic and everything that comes with that so already I I, I confidently was saying a week ago yeah six weeks time we'll be in production and then the city that I need to go back to uh, or place that I need to go back to to perfect the gin with Jamie is Leicester and Leicester is the place the only place in the UK at the moment that is in lockdown so we can't step back into Leicester to do the final refinements of the gin so we already have a little bit of a setback um, due to the pandemic so I'm gonna say in the next yeah in the next two months because um, we're just a little bit in the in the in the unknown aren't we in absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very it's a very strange time at the moment. I think uh, you don't yeah. you can't really sort of put firm dates in some ways on some things. I know. Um, no, the... I think we say in some respects. I think we just got to go with that a little bit rather than end up getting really frustrated because there there would just be no point. I mean, some of this stuff is just totally out of our control, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I always, I always think uh, the last company I used to work for, they sort of started to put like specific dates on software releases. And then they sort of gave gave up, and so they used to just say summer or autumn or, you know, winter, because they, they just found it as much easier. And then they had a sort of a three month lead way, you know, or leeway to, you know. So. Yes. Uh, the, well, the last company I worked for, we um, yeah, we worked on a transformation program. Oh, okay. Um, and that I'm very used to that type of program planning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so. So talking about, you know, obviously you've mentioned the the um the brand is is particularly tied back to to Essex. So how would you describe the only way is gin brand? What sort of makes it unique? Okay, so the brand, the brand when you first see it visually is quite bold and vibrant. So when you first see the bottle for example that's that's what you'll first notice I wanted it to really pop off the off the shelf or off the back bar um that, that sounds I interesting that, I'm already I'm already excited <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's and I for me I think that's what a bottle needs to do and I think that's um I think that ties in with the um I think that ties in a little bit with with what people would expect um a, a little bit maybe of what what an Essex brand would be about but then within that there's far more depth than um, maybe somebody would first expect so the brand yes is quite vibrant when you first see it from a distance but when you then look at it and you understand it more and get to know the brand it's 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 classy it's it's a quality brand it's it's friendly it's approachable it's it's kind of far more sassy than than the, you know the not so it's um yeah it's got a lot more kind of hidden depths than that first kind of vibrant pop on the of color on the back bar it definitely sounds it definitely sounds very exciting i must say I've, on instagram i've seen quite a lot of bottle designs and some of them have been you know phenomenal i mean i don't think it could be in a mainstream gin because they just they look so complicated i think you probably have to spend ages getting somebody to 
glow glass in a certain way but uh mm, yeah so you were you were t- talking about the bar so 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 i want everybody to sort of picture this um albeit in a few months time i book into the gin school and i decide to come a couple of hours earlier because i want to experience the bar so describe to me what will the bar look like okay so when so when you arrive at the bar in the main entrance you walk in and the first thing that you'll see is the copper still so we will produce all of our gin within the premises and you walk in the the main entrance of the bar and right in front of you will be the working copper still so that's actually the first thing that you'll see. Have you got a name for it yet? No, what we're going to do is um, we're going to put that out to the um, people in Chelmsford to come up with a name. So that's going to be a local competition that we're going to run or, or a bit of fun or something that we're going to, we're going to do. So when the still is actually installed, we will then locally run something for the guys to to name it. Um, so it might end up with a name of you know with a local significance or something. So uh, or whatever they want, whatever whatever people want um, locally, it will end up with that kind of name. Um, so yeah, the working the working still will be there, so for people to have a look at, ask questions about. Uh, the bar will be a fully stocked bar. So it's not a gin, it's not a gin bar. So a fully stocked bar. We plan to sell primarily our gin. Now I understand that we're we're only gonna um we're only gonna open with one signature gin. So we may supplement that at the beginning with um a few other gins, but we really want to showcase our gin and everything that we can do with our gin, uh, different serves that we can do with it, and different cocktails that we can do with our gin. Um, but you, you know, you will be able to come in and buy um, a lager on tap. You will be able to come in and buy um, different beers. We're going to work with local um, breweries to bring in their their beers as well. I want to stock as as much uh, local stuff as I can. Um, I've already, uh, I think it was last week during English Wine Week, I um, worked with a local vineyard and um, I was working with one of their products, um, producing some gin cocktails with one of their um, sparkling wines. So I'd really like to bring in some um, products that from around Chelmsford, you know, cause that, um, that sparkling wine's delicious and that's produced just outside of Chelmsford. So it's, the fully stocked bar with with some um, or as many local products as possible. Um, that local supporting local. And, and what about the the sort of design of the bar? Have you got any sort of ideas about that? Yes. Oh. Oh. Absolutely. O- yes. Obviously, you may so, not want to tell us at this stage, but uh, no, yeah. I can. I can. I can describe it. I'm not. Well, I can try and describe it. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not that good at describing, um, yeah, I don't know if I'm that good at describing uh, um, this type of thing, but let me have a go. Okay. I took inspiration from 
a bar in Australia actually called Donny's Bar. It's in Sydney and it's won multiple awards for interior design. And as soon as I saw it, I just thought that that's the look that I want to reproduce. Yeah, so the look will be uh, a modern industrial look. So lots of wood in there, wooden bar, scaffold poles for um, uh, around, so around the still, for example, as, as, the, as the barrier, um, scaffold pole for the footrest and um, some high benches made out of wood and scaffold poles. So, but really done in a, in a kind of a, a chic kind of, I don't know if chic's the right word, but chic, modern, industrial type look yeah. way. I think chic uh, is always a good word to use. Whenever you're describing <laughs> any kind of design, chic always seems to come out. So I definitely think that's a great word to use. And if I can fit in a brown leather sofa in there, if there's space enough, you know, it's that it's that type of look, you know, that yeah. that, that type of look and feel. Excellent, excellent. So um, are you looking to sort of uh, stock any um, sort of tonics that are sort of locally sourced or are you going to go sort of more mainstream with sort of fever tree or something like that? It's a uh, bit, we're bit of a loaded stop. question, really, because I know you like fever tree. <laughs> <laughs> We, we, we're going to go with fever tree, but I do also, look, I am up for stocking uh, lo more local tonics and different tonics. I am constantly, uh, you, you know, because you look at my page, I'm constantly exploring with different tonics. I love the Fentiman's tonics and all those, those different flavours, the pink grapefruit that they do, I think it's just amazing. Um, and if I'm honest, I'd like to be able to pick and choose from different different um different tonics from different brands but i i know that's not how it works when you run a bar no. um how it um yeah i i think i think fever tree will be our main brand and then yeah i'll have to see what what else i can what else i can bring in to, to add some variety because i do i do want to have a, a wide range of serves for our gin okay with different flavors whether that be different flavored tonics or different flavored sodas and um different different drinks to serve our, our, our gins with and have you got any ideas of sort of any signature cocktails that you might want to serve or is that sort of still a work in progress yeah i haven't because i haven't had the gin um yeah, back good, yet good and perfected i haven't worked on a signature cocktail i've worked on I've worked on a cocktail list um, and, and I've worked on a mocktail list as well. I've been really passionate about having a really strong non-alcoholic flavouring and making sure that we offer a, a non-alcoholic gin and in inverted commas as well. Yeah, I think that's very important. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. And and, and having non-alcoholic um, uh, sodas and and stuff and not just you know orange juice or diet coke that's just really poor so we, we'll offer a proper non-alcoholic um range of drinks so i've been working on a cocktail absolutely been working on a cocktail list and wanting to wanted to offer the the what kind of what's on most people's 
um, cocktail lists when you go into a bar. So, you know, obviously we'll offer a porn star martini and we'll offer an espresso martini um, because, I mean, I love those. They're absolutely delicious. But then want to offer some different gin martini, uh, not martinis, offer some different gin cocktails as well um, to show, again, to show the versatility of our gin and also to 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 show people what different gin cocktails there are yeah, and and not right. just gin as well so different um different whiskey cocktails rum cocktails rum cocktails oh yeah some lovely rum cocktails well, it sounds so you've got lots of ideas well uh, uh, i think it'll be uh, very interesting to uh, to see what what turns out when once you uh, you set it, you're all set up so Back to my little story. So I finish up my The Only Way is Gin signature gin because it would be rude not to have that. Although I'll probably have it with Mediterranean tonic. And I know you may disagree on that. So uh, I think we'll agree <laughs> to disagree on that. Um, and I think from talking to you before, the gin school's upstairs. So I'm going upstairs. So describe to me what, what the gin school looks like. Yes. So the gin school is on so gin school's on the second floor of the building so it's a totally separate part um of the building totally away from the bar self-contained so it's ideal for um a corporate hire it, it could be ideal for for a birthday party but also people can book on um individually or as, or as pairs or as small groups onto our, our normal booking um, process which will be online okay and then what it actually looks like when people get in there is there will be 10 mini stills set out around the room on wooden um, high wooden benches oh wow and <laughs> these yeah so these mini stills are they're two and a half liter stills okay and these, so these mini stills are capable of producing a 70 cl bottle of gin. With it, once they're hot, once they've got all the botanicals in them and the um, and the neutral grain spirit, etc., they're actually capable of producing a uh, 70 cl bottle of gin within 20 minutes. Wow! Once they've reached temperature. So the Gin school will be laid out with these 10 stills with that will offer between 80 and 100 botanicals. So the botanicals will all be set out in little jars um, over one side of the room on a on a wall um, for people to go and browse through and look and decide what botanicals they want to go in their gin. And then the way the gin school will work is if you come on to the gin school, you'll be met downstairs. Um, if you'd like a gin and tonic, you can have a gin and tonic put in your hand. And it'd be, be um, rude not to, really. Well, you'd be more than welcome to have a gin and tonic um, in your hand. To so then go upstairs, we'll take you through a little bit about the very dark and mysterious history of gin, actually. It's very. Um, well, yeah, gin gin lane is quite scary, really. Some of the, you know, like the ninety four percent gin and that kind of thing. It's not surprising. Yeah. Lots of people were Absolutely. not terribly well to, you know, if not dead. 
yeah, absolutely. So take you through that. Um, we'll then show, um, I guess, our, our um, production facility where we bottle everything to show everybody how it all happens in that one building. The building isn't very big, you know, so it's, okay. it's kind of like showing everybody how we, you know, how we kind of get stuff done in this in this uh, little two-story building. Because I, I have to say, I, re I really wasn't expecting you to, to say 10 mini stills. I was thinking that you <laughs> sort of have to go downstairs and individually put stuff in the big still in the bar. No, 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 no. We are oh, we're, wow. we're packing amazing. it all in, in, in this building. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, we'll show everybody our, our bottling facilities and where we label everything and, yeah, everything, where everything will happen from this little hub. Um, there might be a, a, a sneaky um, surprise in there of something new that I'm, I'm cooking up. You never know. And then it will be back to the gin school to actually make um, make your own gin. So decide on botanicals. We will uh, we will obviously guide people through what to what to put in their gins. Um, help them put you know help help them decide what botanicals to put in because when you are dealing with a 70 cl bottle of gin if you just put in just that much to, uh, just that um too much some have you put in too much i don't know like star anise or, or nutmeg or something like that right. you will just get a bottle of gin that's that tastes like nutmeg and that would be horrible yeah absolutely. so we will we will help people with their their choice of botanicals and how, how long will you be in there for what sort of does the time period that you'd be in there the experience is three hours. Okay. So three hours in total to run through everything. And at, at the end, there will be a chance, we hope, for people to be able to shake up a cocktail because everybody likes to oh, wow. give the old cocktail shaker a, a quick shake as well. Okay. So, I mean, obviously that sounds really, really, really exciting. I'm, I'm you know, the 10 still, I, I don't know what it is about stills, but I just love pictures of still so 10 stills is just you know just sounds amazing to me um i think it's the copper i think it, i think it's the yeah, uh, i think it's the glint uh, the glint of the copper when you walk in and you're like oh, that and they yeah. do look they do look really impressive when they're all lined up as well <laughs> yeah i can i can only imagine it just sounds absolutely amazing so when do you think you're going to be open and ready to accept new students to your gin school the gin school, I think, will be November. Looking at looking at where we're at at the moment, and the the build that we need to do in the premises, and uh, considering where we're at at the moment, I think it will be November for the gin school. Okay, oh, that's still quite quick, really. In some ways, I was expecting you to say a sort of a lot later than that. So that's brilliant yeah. news. Yeah. Well, um. It has been great talking to you. Um, I've really, really enjoyed it. But how can people get in touch with you if they want to sort of see your progress? What's the best way of, of finding you on, on social media, first of all? So social media, the, the the best place to find me on social media is on Instagram. Okay. So Nikki Mendez UK. Okay. Uh, that will obviously be in the show notes as well. Okay. And what about... Um, I know at the moment you've got a, a, a page that people can go to just to find out a bit more information and then sign up for updates via email. Um, 
whereabouts is that yes so once you're on once you're on my instagram page if you click on the link that's there okay that will take you through to uh, take you to a landing page that tells you all about the the gin the distillery the bar and and the gin school um and if you sign up there for um, put just it's just basically putting your email address in you'll be the first to hear about when the gin is going to launch fabulous i have to say i am already on there so uh, <laughs> i'm already in and and raring to go and waiting for that so one last thing before you go and something that i like to ask everybody that comes on to the uh, the, the podcast is what's your favorite gin other than your own and what would you serve it with my favorite gin is brockman's oh, not, and... i haven't tried that one yet so Ooh, one to add to yeah. the list yeah, you need to, you need to try Brockman's. Brockman's has been Brockman's has been my favourite now for a few years. Okay, I would I would serve it with my Fever Tree Light <laughs> as um, as it's a non as it's a non complex gin. I would serve it with my Fever Tree Light with a few blueberries in it. Oh wow! Oh yeah, I actually I saw some of those on your one of your Instagram posts. I think you had a few blueberries. Yeah, for me that is the that is the ideal that is the ideal serve. Brockman's yeah doesn't need doesn't need interfering with. It's just beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, what does gin mean to you? Wow! See, I. I suspected you might ask me something like this. At the moment, gin means everything to me. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just my world at the moment. Um, really, gin, gin means to me good. Gin means to me good times. It means it's about bringing people together, whether that be the gin community online, whether that be bringing people together to learn about gin in the gin school whether that be bringing people together to have a drink it just it just brings a smile to people's faces it's it's just it's just it just means good times to me that that is just what gin means and i'm so pleased that that now so many people like gin because when i drank gin so many years ago when i was um 20 um, nobody else liked gin and I was on my own and I'm so pleased that so many more people like gin now yeah it was a bit of a, and, it was uh, a, it was a bit of a lonely life it was <laughs> yes I'm so pleased to be part of a big um, gin community now that is such a friendly and happy place to be actually yeah absolutely and I think that's a great way to uh, to end our conversation and thank you very much for joining us on gin ignite and no, thank you for having me. It's been great. Thank you very much, Nikki, for joining us on the podcast and telling us all about The Only Way is Gin. I will be monitoring how you're doing with much excitement over the next few months and hopefully we should catch up later on in the year to discuss how you've got on. Four pillars from Australia have produced the Bloody Shiraz Gin, which I think is such a great name. Worthing Gin have been out with their van on the Worthing seafront. 
They're there on Saturday and Sunday from 11 a.m. until the evening, so please support them. I did actually go past them on Saturday this week, but unfortunately it was pouring with rain, so I decided not to stop. The Isle of Wight distillery opened up. Mm, that mermaid gin's coming out. Fantastic. And Pentone produced a low-calorie gin, which sounds exciting. I think it's kind of a rebrand, and there are two flavours for pre-order, Red Storm Gin and Ocean Storm Gin. This week's Instagram shout-out is to Geordie Gin Queen. Hello, Your Majesty. I absolutely adore your posts. They are great. I can't believe how many boards you have. I think you must have a room full of boards that you use in your posts. They really add to your posts and please keep going and doing what you're doing. And congratulations for getting to 5,000 followers this week. I've also been honoured that you asked me to join at Round of Gin and be part of the team. The website is coming very, very soon and will be a signpost to distilleries all over the world. Sounds a bit mysterious. Follow at Round of Gin for more information. I would love to hear from you if you want to get in touch, either to just have a chat or to give me ideas for the podcast. You can do so via direct message at Gin Ignite on Instagram or Twitter, or alternatively, if you prefer to email me, that's absolutely fine, podcast.ideas at ginignite.com, or alternatively, gin.gossip at ginignite.com. The thing that I like about the gin community that I've met so far is that nobody judges anyone for what they believe, what they look like, or who they choose to be. The world would be a better place if everybody took that view. Grab your drink, toast the ones you love, enjoy your weekend, and whether you decide to party or stay in, I'll be with you in spirit. Seriously though, enjoy your weekend and look forward to joining you for another episode next Friday. Cheers. Cheers.